Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. You, know, you can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Mahler Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, we're going to start with a half-truth. That's pretty good for radio. As Jack is not here today. Jack is actually at Field of Dreams. He's got a special event down in Dyersville today, so imagine uh, Jack wandering through the uh, cornfields there in Iowa. But Paul Molitor is here. I'm Chris Atterbury, and welcome to another edition of the Paul Molitor Show. You ever been down there? To the uh, yeah, you know, I didn't realize Jack was down there. Uh I don't know how many years ago, maybe five or so, they had a, uh, a charity softball game down there that we played on the Field of Dreams, and it was my first experience of going down there. And, and they had quite a cast of former players, uh, including Reggie, one of my favorite <laughs> all-time, and uh, we had a lot of fun. It was really cool to see it. You know, I think people that have experienced it, everyone knows the movie, but uh, all of a sudden you're out there uh you know, the house in the background and uh, uh, the cornfields. It, it was it was a good day. I'm glad I got a chance to experience did, did it. Did you guys come through the corn? Like, did they have you guys come out of the corn? It, we came out of the right field corn. Yeah. The right field yeah, corn. For whatever reason, yeah, we all came out there. And they had a good crowd, and uh, it was a fun day, beautiful day. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad I can say that I, I've experienced oh, cool the field experience. of dreams. Yeah, Jack's down there. Rod Carew's down there, which is uh, always great that Rod's up and around. Yeah. Uh, but Paul is here, and we're focused on the Kansas City Royals today as the Twins try to win a series. And, Paul, you've played. Uh, obviously, August was a great month for your club, and, and for a lot of different reasons. Everybody, you know, We always preach it takes everybody, and it did. Everybody part, uh, contributed. Uh, September gets off to a start here, and you guys are looking to win a series. But you just played much better baseball here at home. I want to say it's 11 of 13 or 12 of 14. Now, early in the year, you weren't playing great at home, and the oddity is you were playing really well away from home. Things tend to level out in the game. Is that what's happened, or is it just a matter of the home games happen to fall when you're playing good baseball? Uh, Yeah, I I don't try to overthink that. It's sometimes the the trends in the game are a little bit unexplicable. We... uh, we were a really solid road team early, and I and I was really happy about that because sometimes for young guys it's hard to go out into somewhat hostile environments and, and play good baseball. But we did. We just had trouble getting on track at home. 
But I just felt that if, if we were to continue to play better and hopefully play competitively and, and find a way to stay in the race, that we were going to have to improve our home record, and thankfully that's happened. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch. You get some energy here at the ballpark. And when you get into September and every game matters so much and there's a hyper focus on things, uh, is it nice once in a while to be on the positive end of a game like last night where you don't have to pull your hair out for nine full innings? Well, you know, first of all, your comment about the atmosphere at the park, it, it's been great. You know, the crowd's always, it's not like we're selling out every day, but the people here are into it. Um, I've noticed an uptick in the uh, energy in the building here over the past couple of home stands. And I know the players appreciate that. Uh, you know, opening game against Kansas City was uh, it was a good game, and, and it was a lot of fun. And it was fun to bring it down to the wire. But at this time of the year, it, it's either a win or a loss, and you have to deal with that. And to respond the way we did last night, to come out and score early, really in tough con- tough conditions, it's tough to see at 6 o'clock games this time of the year. But somehow we were able to bang the ball around pretty good right out of the gate, and uh, we just kept pouring it on. And uh, Kyle, for the first, third start in a row, um, you know, really seems to be pitching very confident baseball, which is a huge pick-me-up for our entire squad. Yeah, he really is uh, commanding his pitches and working quickly with a great rhythm and, and guys picking the ball up behind him. So few people understand what it's like to play even one big league game. The number is even smaller of those who play meaningful games in September, and then the tiniest group are the ones who know what it's like on the biggest stage in October. You've been able to go through all of those parts of this game. Uh, You have a youngish team. Not everybody's been in a September game, and players who've been there will tell you that it is a little bit different or it feels a little bit different. Do you want them to embrace that, or do you want them to think of it just the same way you think of every game from from day one? Uh, No, I'd like to them for them to embrace that somewhat. I, I think that, you know, the guys that have been around and have been through it and played some postseason baseball, uh, you know, they're the ones that are, are carrying the torch in terms of messaging to our young guys. You do want to kind of still do the things that have gotten you to this point, but at the same time you realize that there's a little more intensity, a little bit more energy each and every day you go out there as the season starts to dwindle in terms of regular season games. So it's kind of striking that balance a little bit. You know, you don't want to get overwhelmed by it and try to be too much of a hero each and every day. You still need to play your game, and hopefully as a unit, you find yourself on the right side of the score more times than not. Yeah, very well said. That's Paul Molitor talking some September baseball. We'll talk about some of the guys who are leading that charge in his clubhouse and also what's in store for the Twins today and in the week ahead. It's the Paul Molitor Show, and we're glad to have you with us on a Sunday morning all across uh, the network and uh, right here in your home for Twins Baseball. This is Paul Molitor. You're listening to the Alternative Channel at 96.3, your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the Paul Molitor Show, and Paul Molitor is here. It's brought to you by Killer Ruther, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. And uh, today it's the uh, Twins and the Royals uh, series on the line, and then the Twins hit the road for a little while. September baseball is a little different, and we saw yesterday, Paul, uh, with the ability of Ned Yost on the wrong side of that big score early. He can roll out a bunch of arms that you know probably weren't sure. going to factor into a game. It's very different from the regular season, and I have railed against this for a while because I feel like if you knock a starting pitcher out after a third of an inning, you should get to reap those benefits over the next couple of days right. because you guys are bullpen. Now you don't get to do that anymore. It is a little bit different. It is uh, uh, it is drastically different, not only in terms of trying to prepare for a, a team in a series with the amount of people that can be added, 
Um, I don't particularly care for it. I think it's a little out of hand, and you play one team with 31 players, and another team has 37, and and uh, I know that they were really close to a deal last uh, winter at the winter meetings about trying to change the parameters of how the September roster would be shaped. Uh, for whatever reason, it broke down late in those negotiations. But I, I think somehow we have to put some limitations on those things. And whether you have a, a larger roster but have to you know, designate X amount of players per game or whatever the case might be, I just think that we can handle that better, to not, not just to lessen the workload for you know, staffs and managers and things like that. But I just think it makes more sense. Not even having just to prepare for all those guys. Do you have to manage differently knowing that your opponent might be playing matchups in the third or the fourth inning instead of the sixth or the seventh well, inning, the double pinch runners? Things sure. Like it, it does cause you to have to manage somewhat differently throughout the course of the game. But, you know, to be honest with you, you, you can't really – prepare for every move that can be made when there's that many people involved. Because if they decide to go left, right, left, right, left out of the bullpen for six hitters, uh, you know, you're only going to have so many options you can do to counter that. And, and same conversely if you're on the other side of the ball. I want to talk about Joe Mauer a little bit because, again, yesterday he starts ticking the more names off the list, four hit games. He ties Tony, ties Morneau in, in terms of runs batted in. His last nine home games, he's hitting over 500 uh, 11-game hit streak. He's over 300 on the year. He's top four in the league in on-base percentage. Uh, I feel like there's this this synergy going on where Joe is kind of the guy you alluded to who's been in the playoffs, who knows what that smells like and wants to be back. And, and then the young guys, I feel like he's been energized by them. And I also feel like if you're a young guy and you're not energized by what Joe's doing, you're probably missing the boat too. I, I think that's you know you know dead on. I, th- I think Joe has had a special season. Uh, you know, the way he has embraced this stretch of games and the way he has stepped up, not only in how he has played, but just, you know, the, the calmness in which he goes about his work every day. He's, you know, we talked earlier in an earlier segment about not really having to change. You just go out there and do what you do. Uh, I hope our guys are paying attention. It's It's been fun to watch him play defense. It's been fun to watch him take quality at bats each and every time he goes up there. And, uh, you know, to be putting up the numbers he is, it's it's just been a huge boost for us. It's going to be fun to watch him play down the stretch. Byron Buxton back yesterday, and not only does he get three hits and he has a triple and he pulls a ball, which I know was maybe a concern yeah. with the sore hand, uh, how much of a sigh of relief that that hammock bone was not broken the way he was playing? Well, it was a tremendous sigh of relief. Um, you know, you fear the worst when a guy talks about the symptoms that he had and the acuteness uh of the pain uh, he experienced on a couple of swings. So to get that, uh, you know, the negative reading was, was a, you know, I was so relieved for him as well as for our team. Here's a guy that's had to battle so many injuries, and a lot of them are just because he plays the game extremely hard, and some are just a little bit more flukish. But for him to respond, he obviously wanted to get back in the lineup sooner than later. I trust him and his judgment. I checked in with him after each at bat, and he said he was fine. I think some of the swings are a little bit more irritating than others, and that, that's okay as long as we realize there's not any great risk of further damaging uh, you know, his condition. So he's just going to have to play through that a little bit, but I think he knows what he needs to do to stay on the field. As a manager, and we've discussed this before, nobody's ever happy with your lineup. You probably get you know more comments about why does this guy bat there and there and nonstop, no matter if it's game one or game 162. And we've gone through a stretch here with important games, big games, and you've had, what, three, four different guys bat third, fourth? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and yet all of them, to their credit, I think, and to the credit of James and Rudy and sure. your staff, 
they haven't changed who they were when you popped them into well, that spot. That has to feel good. You know, there's been a lot of games here, especially since Miggy's been out, where, you know, the heart of our lineup, you know, you get, you know, Buck and Polanco and Esco and Rosie and guys that you just maybe wouldn't have predicted uh, in those spots uh, earlier on in the season or even coming out of spring training. And, uh, you know, it's not like I'm in there trying to make it look weird. It's just you're trying to take the players that you have and, you know, understand who's swinging the bat well. We consider matchups and all those type of things. We consider the flow of the, of the lineup. We consider trying to protect against too many left, you know, left-hand hitters in a row, for example, to give the opposing bullpen good matchups. Um, it's been a little bit tricky, and every day is not going to work. But for the most part, I think our message has been, you know, try to take advantage of wherever you are. Don't don't put extra pressure on yourself if you're hitting cleanup one day, or don't take it too personal if you're hitting ninth. It's it's just the way it's going to be here for a while. I just noticed the clock is broken on my computer, so we probably just went really <laughs> long in that segment. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back more with Paul Molitor in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. This is Chris Atterbury, and you're listening to the Paul Molitor Show on Go 96.3. Welcome back to the Paul Molitor Show. Chris Atterbury alongside Paul Molitor. Jack Morris is off today. He's down at Field of Dreams and uh, hopefully uh, having a good time down there in the corn uh, today. Twins trying to win a series today. You've got Irvin Santana on the mound. And you now got, with Kyle pitching well, you can look at Irvin and Jose and Bartolo's been a great stabilizing mm-hmm. factor. Kyle's been great. ERA at 137 his last three. That last spot has been up in the air literally all year. And I know Dylan G., Liked being in that long role. You loved having him there. He was forced into duty in the in the fifth spot. Is that going to remain there, or are there still options that you guys are looking at in that fifth spot? Well, generally speaking, our rotation has been, you know, actually very good as of late. We have had to, you know, toy with our pitching, whether it's rotation or bullpen, for the majority of the year, which is, uh, you know, backed up by the fact we've used over 30 pitchers, I believe. So, uh yeah, and, and Kyle stepping up has really, you know, helped us as far as deep in our rotation. Um, Dylan taking the ball three times for me, I, I, I really respect that. You know, he had been pitching so well in his bullpen role, and to disrupt that, it's not really a matter of being unfair. It was a need that he filled, and uh, I, I told him yesterday I, was, I really appreciated it. But we're going to go ahead and get him back in the bullpen. And uh, Aaron Slagers, who uh, stepped up and gave us a good start uh, a while back and uh, throwing the ball still well down in Rochester, he's going to get the ball the last day in Tampa. Yeah, and he was on the same day, so it actually works right into the uh, the regular rotation there. You know, and, and with 27 whatever games remaining, uh, we're still trying to deepen our rotation options. If You never know what could happen, and that's why, you know, we still got Santiago and Mejia and and uh, uh, Dieter Grenz is trying to get himself built back up, so we have some options if, if something were to break down with one of our other guys. Bullpen-wise, you've been getting some big outs from Alan Buznitz, from Trevor Hildenberger. You got Taylor out there yesterday to try to shake a little rust off. Uh, I, you know, he's been fighting his legs a little bit. Uh, do, do you feel or have you ever felt during the course of the year, yes, dead set, this is what we're doing at this specific situation, or does it still remain a situation where matchups are going to dictate a, a lot of your decisions? I, I haven't really been able to lock in roles out there. Obviously, Maddie's been pitching some of the games late. I'm really trying to, uh, you know, use him in situations where he has rest. I think for him to go out there multiple days consecutively is, is not in his best interest or probably our clubs. You know, early in the year when we had uh, Brandon out there closing for us and he was, 
outstanding, and we were using Maddie and Rogers a lot in the seventh and eighth, depending on combinations. That was about as set as we had been uh, throughout the year. So right now, with the emergence of Hildenberger and Busenitz, um, you know, we've expanded the bullpen by numbers a little bit. I have more options to play, um, you know, left-right matchups or whatever it might be. But, yeah, each day, you know, you try to have a plan, but I think all these guys know they have to be ready to pitch at any time. Well, I think that's the, I guess, the good news, Paul, is they all seem to not care about that. You know, some guys have to know exactly when. These guys are, seem ready and willing to take the ball. Well, you know, it's it's kind of a conundrum in that this game is – you know, you're you're going to be the at at your best when everyone buys into the team concept. But in reality, you are playing for yourself and your career. But I think when you're winning and you feel that there's something potentially special that is brewing, um, it's a lot easier to put aside <clears throat> put aside the ego and the pride and and just step up when your name is called. Yeah, that's very well said. We'll take our final break. We'll come back with Paul Molitor. It is the Paul Molitor Show, and this is your home for Twins baseball. Hey, we're Ben, Dane, and Giselle. You're listening to the Alternative Channel at 96.3. Your home for Twins baseball. Final segment of the Paul Molitor Show is the Twins get ready for the Royals and then on the road, or it's the Rays and then the Royals once again. And, uh, Paul, Irvin Santana today, and uh, Irvin Santana uh, has been a fantastic pitcher for, for you all year long. He's had some of those days where you just go, I don't know what happened, but it, it got away early. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, uh, you have to feel pretty comfortable every time he takes the ball. There hasn't been many of those really over the past uh, few years since he's come here. He's, you know, he's been a great sign for us. He's been a, a leader and very professional in how he does his work. He's always ready to take the ball. We haven't had to deal with injuries. It's 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 been good. And those couple of games, you know, it seems like you know it gives up you know maybe a big three run homer early or whatever. But for the most part. You know, you can almost lock in the fact that he's going to be in that game in the mid to the, you know, five, fifth, sixth, seventh, and your team's going to have a chance. And and that's a, that's a sign of a real, you know, professional, top of the rotation type of guy. He and Jimenez have had a couple of interesting uh, uh, back and forths, I guess, uh, the last couple of times to where Chris said he wasn't sure what was coming and, yeah. and Irvin was laughing about it. And it's funny because you would think, Maybe two of your most veteran guys, sure. but yet they figure out how to get by that and still get the outs they need to well, get. Well, you know, Castro's had uh, Irvin the majority of his starts, and, and when uh, Chris gets him, there's been a little bit of confusion on, on either where Chris is setting up or maybe, you know, how they're attacking certain hitters, even though they do that pregame. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to make sure throughout the course of the game that there's nothing building there that could take away from what they're trying to accomplish but I think they both understand, hey, they're, they're both trying to do their job, and if we have to have conversations throughout the game, let's get it done so we're, we're confident once we get out there on the field. When you go into this final matchup uh, with KC for this weekend, you'll see him again next weekend, you're getting Ian Kennedy. He's a guy you've seen a lot of. And Kennedy's numbers aren't great this year, but he's had some success against the Twins. Yeah. Uh, from a hitter's perspective, and I've asked Danny this, you watch him and you think, well, he doesn't look like he's doing anything special, yeah. and yet it seems like that ball gets on guys – in a hurry, does he hide the ball? Is it? Is yeah, something in his well, you know, not having been in the box, I, I I can only judge that from the side. But there's no question. You know, you look up and it's 92, and it looks like it's 99. Uh, he really knows how to elevate his fastball, and I think the fact that he does hide it as well as he's a little bit of a short armor, which means he's got a quick arm. Uh, the fastball has a tendency to be able to get on hitters, and uh, you know he'll com- he'll complement that with a changeup that he throws. Uh, right on right, you know, right on le- uh, right on left. It's a good pitch, and he's got a chase curveball too. So, um, yeah, it's it's a tough matchup. He's probably pretty confident against us. You know, we've had a couple of guys with some decent numbers off him, 
But he's going to be out there trying to win a series for them, and we have to find a way to combat it and hopefully score some runs. Well, I know Joe bartered for a start at first base uh, today in yesterday's uh, contest. So we got one guy in your lineup. What's the? What are you thinking about for the rest of your crew? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, fairly standard. Um, you know, we got Buck and Rosie and Kemp in the outfield and Esco and Polanco and Doge and Joe are going to play in the infield with Jim and his catching. And I'm going to put Nico in there as a DH today. He's going to be in the ninth spot. Um, just give him an opportunity. I'm glad he got a couple of bats last night. I thought he took some good swings. He came up empty, but had good at bats. And uh, we'll give him a chance to play today, and hopefully he can contribute. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Max. And Max doesn't generally get the start against the left-handed starters, and he hasn't seen a ton of lefties this year. He's a guy who's got a really bright future. Uh, how do you walk that line well, in knowing that to hit lefties, he has to see lefties, but also trying to pick spots yeah. where he can he can make those improvements? I've talked to Max, and I, I think he's probably a little frustrated some of those days where he doesn't play. I, I, I don't have any doubt that he's going to be an everyday player here. Reality is it doesn't seem like he's played a lot, but he's got about 100 at-bats or close to it off left-handed pitching, which isn't doesn't trail too many of our guys who face him each and every time. So, uh, yeah, we're going to you know try to bring him along where he gets more confident in that area. Um, but he's, he's, he's always a threat. He plays the game hard, and we all know that he can really drive a baseball, and he plays a good defense. So I'm always glad when I can put that trio out there in the outfield. You've said before that there's always a day – usually the first month and a half of the season, where you say it starts to feel like baseball. Right? The park smells like summer, yeah. and the, the sun feels a little bit different. Is there a, a commensurate day now for fall baseball? Do you do you feel something where you come and you, you feel that kind of extra adrenaline that comes with being in the in the home stretch? Well, I think early in the year you're battling elements and you're trying to find out a little bit of the identity of your team. I mean, you think of our club now compared to April. We've changed fairly dramatically in some regard. But uh, – yeah, the fall baseball, I, I think even the last trip we had some of those, you know, cool nights and dry air and, and uh, you know, it, there's a little different feel, the, the sun angle, all those different things that seem to change as you head towards September. So uh, those are good signs when you're going out there. You can't wait to get to the ballpark each and every day, and you have something to play for. You know, and I notice it. I see you. I see your, your coaches who are always here early, and I'm seeing your players too seem to have that I can't wait to get to the office sort of a vibe going on right now. Yeah, you know, opportunity uh, is a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, when you get chances to do things special, you, you hopefully you can take advantage of them. But I've noticed that. Guys are wandering a little bit early. They're, they're enjoying being at the park. And it seems like that time, you know, three, four hours before game time, the minutes kind of go slow because you can't <laughs> wait for that first pitch. But that's, that's when you know it's special. The minutes go slow. These minutes go fast every single week. We appreciate it. As always, Paul, good luck with the Royals today. All right. Have a great Sunday. This yeah. has been another edition of the Paul Molitor Show right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to The Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 